today Elizabeth and I were taking out the trash and I heard you in my throat. <laughs> I don't know what that was. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elizabeth's throat. Good morning, good day, and good evening. And good night. Good night. Welcome to the Insomnia Report episode. Is it episode 24? It's 24. Oh my gosh. I wasn't sure. How did we get here? I used to know you so well. well. (laughs) I'm Margo. (laughs) And I'm Elizabeth. We're the two friends and roommates that like to talk about the things that keep us up at night. Night. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have listened before, welcome back. We're so glad you're here. So happy. This week we have our wild card episode. We could be talking about anything at all. Anything. There are no rules. We make the rules and yep. there are no rules. Not today at least. No, not today. So I will go ahead and light the candle if you, oh, you. would like to tell me about your week. Gosh. Golly gee whiz. Gosh. I feel like, I don't know, like, do you ever have those days where you're just like, (laughs) where you're just like reliving every embarrassing thing you've ever done? That was the basis of this podcast, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Something cringy that happened in like second grade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like all, that's the only channel I get for free in my brain. And then the <laughs> other ones are paid prescriptions and I'm yeah. out of money. Yeah. <laughs> that's been me for some reason. I don't know why. So if I, if you know me and if I've ever said or done anything, even a little <laughs> embarrassing in your presence, please know that I'm very aware of it <laughs> and that I think about it all the time. I'm sure, I'm sure I can't think of anything. Oh, thank I, you. I know I am a walking cringe. No, I can't think of anything. Really? No, really, I can't think of anything for you either. You're nice. You also don't have a great memory. <laughs> You're right. I, don't. <laughs> I mean that out of love. It's just because I know you so well. <laughs> no, I know. Well, and to cope with that, I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I also just kind of feel in chaos like I feel like yeah like we've talked about this like oh yeah like everything's a mess like Mm -hmm. my room is a mess like I feel like I'm just like it's everything's chaotic it is yeah and not in like the Rob Patterson type of way where it's okay yes that's the attractive kind of chaos right this is on a it's like oh like you wake up after a night of like 4 a.m drinking and you're like where is my shoe right yeah Yes. That's never happened to me, but... Me neither. It has. I, I'm sorry. Okay. <coughs> anyway. What about you? Um, well, we took out the trash, and it, was on, it wasn't on fire, but it was, like, burned. Like, the lid of our trash can melted, and I don't know how that happened. We did not hear, like, any sirens go off. It was filled with water, but it hasn't really rained recently. Like not a heavy rain. Yeah. Like there were it like filled the can and there weren't like any puddles and I don't know. Yeah. But we didn't we never smelled anything. We never We didn't hear sirens. Like no one came to put it like but it was scorched. Yeah. It was weird. So that's gonna keep me up. Like did it and why? Someone was burning evidence. Yeah. I don't wanna know. It was in the recycling bin though. It wasn't like the trash can. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um Anyway, so that will keep me up. Other than that, I've been watching a lot of, like, pimple popping videos. <laughs> I love those so much. They're so satisfying. Yeah. I've, I've been watching that, like, nonstop. <laughs> and I'm, like I said, I, I just go down these rabbit holes where I obsess over one thing and then I move on to the next. So, mm-hmm. yep. So that's been my week. Trash fires and pimples. <laughs> <laughs> a solid week. That was a good flame. That was an excellent flame. Oh my god.
the hottest flames burn out the quickest. Yeah. Is is that a saying? It's true. That's why sometimes you have like a Murray. Murray. There we go. All right. I go first, I think. Yes. Cool. Tell me something. I don't know what you're going to talk about, and I'm pumped. What do you know about the year of 1518? Where? Europe. The plague. Yeah. <laughs> the plague and Queen Elizabeth, maybe? I don't know. I, I have no idea. It could be. I'm not talking about her or the plague necessarily. Okay. So, anyway. It, it was a wild time, and we're heading back to July of 1518 in Strasbourg. And at the time, Strasbourg was part of the Holy Roman Empire and it is now modern-day France. As we know about this time, there is famine, disease, floods, you name it. It's overall just not a good time. A lot of things wanted you dead. It's kind of like Australia, just like everything there <laughs> just wants you dead. And survival was pretty hard. So a woman by the name of Frau Trofia and her husband were leaving their home to go to the town square doing a typical day that you would do back in, I don't know what you did back then. Try not to die. Try not to die. They were trying not to die. And out of nowhere, Frau Trofia just decided she was going to dance like no one was watching. Despite there being no music around, she was kicking and swaying and twirling around. Her movements did not have a particular rhythm to them, and her face was distant and grim, and there was no joy to be found. Her husband begged her to stop, and she would not. So he thought he was doing this to spite him or embarrass him. He's like, can you, can you stop her in public? Like, my God, Carol. <laughs> But she was unable to stop, so even if she wanted to, she could not. Even throughout the next day, Frau Trofia was dancing uncontrollably until she literally collapses from physical exhaustion. But as soon as she wakes up, she's back at it again, shimmying away and dancing for no reason. Oh my god. Days go by, and she is still at it despite her exhaustion and her feet at this point are bloody and swollen. And she's not just like, you know, like white people dancing where you could just like walk side to side <laughs> and like do the sprinkler. Like she is like can canon and like oh Zumba. My God. And, like, I, Can yeah. they tie her down? They they tried. Like her husband tried to like constrain her and oh, wow. like they tried like, but she was just like flailing around and like, well, no. like I don't okay. know what dance move okay. that was. Eventually, other people start joining in her flash mob of doom, and now we have the same zombie-like expression of, of people just dancing nonstop. Within a week of Frau Trofia starting her dancing, 30 others join her, and after 10 days, there are 50, and it just continues to rise. After a month... It is estimated that 400 people were under this dancing spell and 15 people were dying each day from heart attacks, stroke, or other injuries. Oh my god. To clarify, heat stroke. I mean, it could have been stroke, but I mean, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was the summer. So local doctors and authorities began looking into this because obviously this is turning into a huge problem. It feels like footloose. It's like no dance in here. And <laughs> doctors determined the cause of this dancing or this group of dancing divas to be the hot blood. And their logic was because their blood was hot from the July heat, they were acting out and it made them want to dance because their brain was overheated and making them go crazy. And I mean, this was also the time where they thought like blood leaden would heal sickness. So I'm like oh, not yeah. disappointed. I mean, mm. I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised, you know? Yeah. So they thought, now this is, in hindsight, like very backward, mm. backwards logic, but they thought a cure for this would to just, you know, let them keep dancing. But not only that, we're going to build them a stage. We're going to hire professional dancers and musicians <laughs> to help those affected, like just get it out of their system. You know, like wow. let them go loose. Like just, they thought that if they were to 
exhaust it further or to just like not deprive them from it. It would like get it out of their system, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of like – I mean, they probably didn't know this, but if you have a food craving, it's better to just like have one small of it because if mm-hmm. not, then you're just going to eat like an entire cake versus just like a little – I don't know. Mm-hmm. They They thought this would help. So, like, could you imagine people are screaming to the heavens, like, saying, make it stop, and then the officials are like, do you want music with that? (laughs) It's like some kind of horror movie. I know. It's like, make it stop. I can't stop dancing. It's like, play the mandolin. So they're, like, aware that, that this is happening to them, and they, like, are speaking? Some of them are just, like, dancing. Like, their faces are just, like... Mm -hmm zoned out but some of them are in so much pain that they are screaming so they're either like kind of in a trance like stage or some of them are just like in so much pain that they're like agon like they're screaming they're Mm -hmm. exhausted the other thing too is there was like no rhythm to their dancing it wasn't like they're all in unit that would have been creepier i think but (laughs) (laughs) so they had the musicians try to match like a fast speed Mm -hmm. to eventually in the hopes to get the the people dancing to match it and then eventually they would start to slow the music down thinking mm. they would follow that pace mm. it didn't work mm. this essentially was the equivalent to putting gasoline on a fire and it only made things worse and essentially it caused more people to join in and more people to die i mean if you think about it they're dehydrated they're exhausted they're malnourished and they're doing this non-stop in summer wow like 24 7 Except for when they pass out and when they wake up, they're like, back at it. If someone didn't die, they would just collapse on the ground and twitch and foam at the mouth and then start up again. So it's it's basically a horror movie. Oh, my God. Did they all, like, have rabies or something? Like, what? Mm. We'll talk about theories. Okay. okay. So this was a terrible party. Throughout, <laughs> people were screaming for mercy, and they were in agonizing pain. And can you imagine if you were like from the next town over, and you hear like music and people like yelling, and you're like, "Oh wow, a festival! I'll go check it out!" And then you see zombie people like dancing <laughs> all over the place, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh my god! I'm still thinking about if they all knew the same dance. How do they know the choreography? (laughs) Oh my god, like a modern day musical, but like people are like, How are you dancing on the table? Like, stop. Save us, please. I'm like, I didn't get the memo. The doctors essentially had a panic at the disco and they're like, Guys, this isn't working. So maybe it isn't a case of the hot blood. So everyone who was in town that wasn't affected by it started to think that it was a cause of a higher good or the act of like a god like punishing them so they banned gambling and prostitution in order to make like the gods happier and they banished outcasts and they're like look we made it the bad things go away like make the people stop dancing but that did not work and this epidemic continued so they believed that they had upset saint vitus He was a patron saint and a martyr from southern Italy who was worshipped for his healing abilities, but he also had a malicious side of him because when he got angry, he had the power to take over people's minds and cause them to dance. Okay, why is he a saint then? I wondered that too. (laughs) It came up in several sources, and then when I tried to like research him specifically, it was all from like religious sites, so they weren't going to Mm -hmm. talk about that, but I did hear it from other resources so Mm -hmm. but here's his backstory to give like a little bit of of context i read that he actually this was like in i think year 303 or when the roman empire were trying to ban christianity Mm -hmm. and he was of the christian faith and he i read that he actually saved the roman emperor's son of a demonic possession and in a way to say thanks, they were going to do a sacrifice to the Roman gods, but Vitus, whose name was Guy, okay. Guy Vitus, he didn't want to sacrifice anything because he was Christian and he was like, that's that's not for me. Like, you guys do what you want, but I'm, I'm going to see myself out. And they're like, no, we're going to execute you. And oh, why? Because so, he didn't want to do the sacrifice? Yeah. Oh. And because he was Christian, and they were trying to, like, get rid of Christianity. 
Okay. So he's like, well, I just saved your son from a demon, but okay. Mm. <laughs> so they threw him into an arena with lions, you know, Colosseum style. But the lions wouldn't attack him, and he made little friends with the kitty cats. And Aww, instead... Heartwarming. <laughs> It ends here. They decided to oh. burn him alive in a cauldron of oil. Oh my god! <laughs> I just got like you, like chills. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible way to go! Absolutely oh my horrible. God. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know if that made him the. He's actually the patron saint of of dancers. So it's also believed that when he was in jail, they looked at him and he was like dancing with angels. Mm. Okay. Also, he was 12. (laughs) You're always delivering these, like, hard-hitting, hard-hitting numbers. He was 12? He was 12. He was a very young saint. When he was um, killed? Killed? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, if you look at pictures of him, like, a common imagery is him holding a rooster in a cauldron on fire. Oh my so God. there's like statues or, or paintings of this, but it, apparently roosters were like sacred animals at the mm. time. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Kick-a-licky. <laughs> Catholicism <laughs> is so fine. It's so <laughs> like the history. I mean, I know. it's an old religion, so it's yeah. bound to be, but it's like... But it's very culty. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that on we'll a later day. About, I have lots to say about that. <sighs> yes. Okay. So anyway... Uh, they thought it was him doing this. Which, a little punk 12-year-old, like, making all these people. Like, <laughs> I would be mad, too, if I was killed at 12 in a pot yeah, of oil. But, like, spirit. this was a long time after that. It was, like, 1,200. Anyway, what it's do like, I know? I What superpower would you want if you could have a superpower? It's like, I want to make people dance. <laughs> Just dance. He's like the Lady Gaga of the 300s. <laughs> Ahead of his time. They decided they would have carpenters craft up carts to load up the dancers to take them to another town 30 miles away that had a shrine to St. Vitus, and it would take three days to travel to this shrine. So that's a really big effort in itself, Mm -hmm. but let alone like having carts filled with dancing people. They also crafted red shoes for each one of the dancers. I don't know how long it takes to make shoes, but that's also like a really big expensive effort. But each of the the red shoes that the dancers wore were blessed in sacred holy oil. And then each dancer was to dance up to the shrine and provide an offering of one penny and then go pray. (laughs) And you know what? It actually, after that, started to die down, and the dancing finally ceased in September. Oh, my gosh. Months later. As to what might have caused this, there are several theories. One is that this was actually a religious cult, and this whole thing was planned. Mm. Really good actors are really, like, really motivated to stay into that, I guess. They drank the Kool-Aid. I don't know. So, um, like, the dancing people were the cult and yeah. everyone else was unaware? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Another was the town or members of the town had eaten ergot. Oh, hey. Or for those of you who have not listened to a past episode or for those of you that don't know, it's a toxic mold on rye, which is essentially the organic LSD, causes hallucinations or spasms. However, it does not explain how it lasted so long. Mm -hmm. There was also a man by the name of Paracelsus, who was a medic, alchemist, and philosopher of the German Renaissance, and he visited the town eight years after the epidemic happened, and he was actually fascinated in finding out what had happened. His theory, after talking to townspeople, reading articles about it, he said it was because of women. (laughs) women were to blame Mm. aren't they always i know so he said frau trophia really started this because her husband told her to do something she didn't feel like doing and she knew that he hated it when she danced so she did this out of spite which is a really big commitment to do housework and like how how big were their houses and like did they like they only had two dresses i'm sure anyway 
So he apparently told her to do something and she didn't want to do it. So she's like, you know what? I know you hate it when I do this, so I'm going to dance. And it's really petty, but I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) Did she die, by the way? So she, it's unknown, Mm. actually, if she did or not. But uh, some sources say that she, like, led the way to the the shrine. Oh. Um, Our leader. but it's it's unknown okay. um, if she died or if she survived it. But she started it. We know that for sure. Mm. But the reason he believed that she started it was because she was malicious and women are crazy. So not sure if it was like her last straw or she had like a mini breakdown. But essentially he believed that she was acting out. And then other women were seeing this and they started acting out towards their husbands. And it just kept going because women are stubborn. Was it only women? It was not only women. Okay. It was also children and men of all ages and varieties. He calls it cornonial mania, meaning dance in madness, and he thinks feminists are ruined society in protest. So despite this being incredibly sexist, he worked, uh, his work has a lot of the information that we do know about today. He had a mm. lot of documentation about it and even though this sounds in- entirely crazy there are many documents of the time that talk about this whether it's journal entries um you know newspapers his works um and like even poems about it mm-hmm. so like i couldn't believe it i'm like what the heck is this so this is actually not the first or last time that there was a dancing epidemic in europe In 1374, in several villages along the Rhine River, people would join hands, dance around in circles for hours and days at a time with no music that anyone else could hear. Wow. Creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like that either. I would hate to be a bystander on that. Right. I mean, I would also hate to practice. I just hate it. Yeah. So, and I like to dance, and I don't like that. Something also eerie is there is stained glass in a window in a town called Hamelin that says, quote, it is a hundred years since our children left, which gives me like chills. Oh my gosh. And it's super grim. And there are also records that essentially explain that the tale of the Pied Piper was based on a true story. Do you know about the Pied Piper? No. Okay. So it's a, a grim fairy tale. And the Pied Piper of Hamelin essentially took a job post in. He was looking at the newspaper, and he's like, oh, this sounds interesting. And this kingdom had a rat problem. And the king was like, I've tried everything. I need to get rid of these rats. Someone please help. And he was like, okay. So he dressed in fun colors, and he played his little flute, and he got all the rats to go in a trance, and he lured them out of the kingdom into a river, and they drowned. So he solved the rat problem, and he went to the king, and he's like, all right, the job's done. He's like, great job. Uh, so he's like, okay, your majesty, can I have my money that you promised me? And the king said, oh, about that. Um, like, you did a good job, but now that the job's done, I don't see any reason to pay you. Which, rude. Yeah. Out of anger, the piper then played his little music, and he lured all the children out of the village, and he sealed them into a cave, and they all died except for a blind child who couldn't see where they were going, a deaf child who couldn't hear his music, and then a child who didn't have the ability to walk. So, Jeez Louise. I know. <laughs> those three children then like were able to tell the adults like what happened. It says on the stained glass, it's 100 years since our children left. So in 1237, it was believed this happened among children and they died traveling to a different town, which is the grim history behind it. It, where There are different theories as to like why they were traveling. Was it because, you know, there were um, religious reasons or, or they wanted to uh, – another theory was there was like a plague going on and they wanted to relocate the children or – it was also said that it could have also been like a dance and fit. Hmm. So that is really eerie. The stained glass is no longer there, but there are records of it. And the stained glass has 
a, a piper and then like a bunch of children. So in the book, like essentially the rats are children. Oh, it's really eerie. Like I mean, that's grim fairy tales. Those are things yeah, that they tell you so to scare. Intense. I know. Apparently, nuns are very susceptible to this happening to them. Not having little pipers pipe for them, but like nuns are very vulnerable to these types of things. So, they like the dancing. Yeah, in France in the Middle Ages, a bunch of nuns were at Bible study or they were silently reading, what have you, and then one of them just starts to meow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to meow like a cat. And after a few minutes go by, like, instead of a typical response of, hey, could you not, the other nuns start to meow. And, like, then eventually all the nuns in this room start to meow, and they meow for hours. And they only stopped because they were told that they would be beaten if they didn't. It's a sign from God. Meow. 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 I sang a song in <laughs> in high school. I did voice lessons. And I, I was given this song to sing with the... Was it the Meow Mix commercial? No, but it was. it's like an opera song. And the only lyric is meow. meow and it's meow, 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 meow. Like, I don't, that's not how it goes. But if you Google it, you can find it. Anyway. Meow. Cat opera. Cat opera. Catra. And then a similar case occurred in Germany during the 15th century where a nun started to bite another nun. And then all the nuns started biting other nuns. And then word traveled around that all these nuns were biting other nuns. And then even in different like towns and, and countries... Nuns started biting other nuns, like even as far as Holland <laughs> and Rome. <laughs> and there was like no clear reason for this to be happening. And this is a quote from a, an article. Uh, according to reports from the time, the biting eventually stopped on its own because the nuns were exhausted of biting each other. So, I mean, it's really a weird behavior, but, like for both cases. But generally, the at the time, it was a belief that you know, supernatural or, like, mm-hmm. demonic mm-hmm. possession or, again, like, women, right? And, but in fact, many of the women had kind of been forced to become, forced to join the convent uh, by oh. their families to have this lifestyle or to be, whether it was, like, you need to, like, be pure for God or, like, it was money reasons or to help them get away from like hard labor so whatever the reason like Mm -hmm. a lot of them were kind of forced into this so they were pretty susceptible to so remember the nuns okay it's hard to forget biden and it is hard to forget oh i wonder if it's kind of like a like a religious mob like culty thing where it's like i don't know i don't know (laughs) well we'll discuss okay now, there are countless occurrences of this in, throughout history. There are, like, hundreds, not hundreds, but there are dozens of, like, dancing epidemics or or things where something would happen and then it starts to happen all over. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot throughout history. In 1992, in Tanzania, a laughing epidemic broke out at an all-girls boarding school. And it started as, you know, three girls giggling in a typical case. And eventually, almost half of the student body was affected. And the school actually had to shut down because of medical concerns for the students. Those who were affected by this were sent away to live in other villages. But similar to what happened in 1518, it kind of made it worse and start to multiply. And 14 schools were eventually shut down due to laughing fits. And to this day, there's really no explanation as to why this happened. That's so weird. So I'm going to lean on psychology to sort of give an explanation for this. Have you ever heard of groupthink? Yes. Okay. For those of you who don't know, groupthink is, quote, a psychological phenomenon that occurs when a group of people in which the desire for harmony or conformity in the group results in an irrational or dysfunctional decision-making to occur. Mm -hmm. So something else is 
mass hysteria, which is essentially groupthink that is amplified. It can happen as a result to a high-stress situation within tight-knit communities. So, like, trying to stay alive in 1518. Right. I, I would do the same. I'm like, I don't know how else to, to do it, you know? How do I cope? How I do I cope? They didn't have therapy back then. Mm-mm. They had... Bed prayer. And rats. And rats. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm sure that's not all it was like. I don't know what it was like I don't in know 1518, either. but... I can't even imagine what life was like 1870. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It just sounds kind of bleak. I have a very bad, like, mm-hmm. a mental timeline of anything. Yeah. Anyway. Some psychologists believe mass hysteria is a form of groupthink, and in cases of mass hysteria, the group members all develop a common fear that often spirals into a form of panic. So Europe had rises in the, these dancing plagues during times of plagues, and eventually people started to believe that this was happening to them because they were being punished or it was because there was an outbreak of abnormal behavior and it was a reaction to psychological distress. Mm. So there would also be rapid sign of illness or symptoms similar to what other people are are feeling without a reasonable explanation. Hmm. So one way to think of it is if you were to be like, oh, I'm on my period and then you have like a sympathy cramp. Or something. It's like you Mm -hmm. kind of feel for it. Or something actually interesting is I think of the Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. So Abigail and Betty started, you know, having fits and they were feeling like they were being attacked. And then eventually other people in the town started saying, like, yes, I feel like I'm being pricked by needles Mm -hmm. and, and whatever. So I think that Abigail and Betty probably had ergot where, and then other people wanted to be on the same page or, or mm-hmm. be like no i'm not a witch so oh my god i'm being attacked by a witch too yeah. so that is kind of an instance of that so essentially fear stress anxiety are huge factors into this the year before the dancing plague of 1580 there were like i had mentioned plagues weather bad weather mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and so on and 1517 was actually deemed quote the bad year Oh, God. So they were, like, coming down from that, I guess. So it was probably, like, a repressed or some kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. One of my sources say directly, the stressors people were feeling at the time is the rapid spread of illness signs and symptoms affecting members of the cohesive group, which comes from the nervous system And it's disturbed, which involves an alteration to typical function, where there can also be physical complaints that are exhibited. Um, Mm -hmm. So it can be something that happens that wouldn't happen organically. Mm -hmm. So another example is, you know, the panic that happened during War of the Worlds, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. people heard the radio broadcast and they thought the world was actually being attacked by aliens, people started like freaking out all over. Or I guess, I don't know if this is mass hysteria or or a group thinker. It's it's sort of interesting, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, like people are stocking up on toilet paper, so I'm going to stock up on toilet paper. And it's like, there's no real reason for you to buy seven cases of toilet paper. (laughs) Right. No, totally. But people are, like, reacting because they're like, oh, my God, like, I need to do it. So it causes, like, a, a sense of mm-hmm. panic. So it kind of reminds me, this isn't, like, on a mass massive scale, but, like, on a, on ghost shows when someone's like, I feel dizzy. And then the other yeah. person's like, so do I. Well, man. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. That was, like, a southern accent. <laughs> well, my God. <laughs> so super interesting, I think. The mind is a very powerful thing. I am fascinated by psychology and and how people think, and I I think history does repeat itself. And I think I think I read somewhere that news anchors or journalists or broadcasters have to be very careful about how they present certain things mm-hmm. to prevent mass hysteria. Yeah. So, watch out for the next dancing plague. Who knows when it might crop up i hopefully not i don't know there's probably going to be a lot of 
I mean, we're in a pandemic now, so who's to yeah, say like something's next not gonna year, uh oh. All the stress from the COVID nineteen pandemic will be released. I hope not. Through the stress of dancing. I hope everyone what. goes to therapy. Yes. So they took dance till you drop to a new level. To dance, dance, dance till you drop. Oh. Hands on roll. Hands on roll. Yes. All right. Well, I've been talking well, for a while. Thank you for that. That was very interesting. I thought so. I thought it was just going to be because like, I heard about the original one, but then I was mm. like, oh my God, there's like psychology behind it. And then I started learning about other times this has happened. And I'm like, I mean, conformity is also a really powerful thing. And ugh, I don't know. I and love it's psychology. It's so powerful that they're dying. That, seriously, yeah. Yeah. Or the laughing no. thing. Like, there was videos on it, but I didn't want to watch it. I'm no, like, I, I don't want to watch that. It's uncomfy. No, no, no. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if the one who, like, started it, like, after she's finally stopped laughing, she's like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's spring. Hmm. It is. Right? Oh, right now. Yeah. 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 It is. I thought you were setting up the story. I was like, okay. Well, well it is. Yes. Yeah, it is spring. Mm-hmm. The birds are singing. Yes, they are. The grass is growing. The yeah. weather's getting warmer, kind this of. This is a nice poem. Thank you. <laughs> um, even though it was really cold today. It was. It, like, teases us with the weather, and then it... It's You're such a tease. I know. That's, Mother how, nature. that's how she is. <laughs> women. Uh, women. <laughs> I know. I know. What better way... To ring in the season, then by learning about some spring traditions okay. around the world. This is kind of a clip show. Okay. So just like, you know, right. a little here, a little there. I mean, a lot of my original, like, holiday ones have been like yeah, that. Yeah, so. I decided to copy you a little bit. I like it. Because um, I normally do something really, like, intense and sad <laughs> for these. So I'm like, you know what? Let me do All something. Right. Elizabeth does lighthearted. So, yeah. Okay. I'm here for it. Thanks. So I didn't have time to do Easter or Passover. It's okay. So I apologize for I that. I talked about saints in the last one. It's okay. Yeah, we covered God. Um, <laughs> at least for Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. Not Judaism. Um, yeah, they were on my list and I like got to them last and just didn't have time. It's and, okay. And I couldn't do them justice. So um, yeah, in case you're wondering, Easter this year is April 4th and Passover Runs from March 27th to April 4th. You can do it next year. So, there yes. are other holidays. Yes, just in case. I didn't do St. Patrick's Day. Today. It's okay. No, it's okay. So, many traditions are based around the spring equinox or the vernal equinox. Same thing. Okay. Which took place this year. It was on March 20th at 4.37 a.m. Central Time. In the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, no, I was not awake for that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was. I wasn't. I, de- I can tell you I was not. <laughs> In the Southern Hemisphere, it's the autumn equinox, of course. The word equinox comes from the Latin words for equal, uh, night, hmm. aquus, and nox. And at this time, day and night are almost equal, 12 hours each, everywhere in the world. Which I think is pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And after this day in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather becomes warmer and we get longer days, even though those longer days started on the winter solstice, but whatever. Nice. And this continues until the longest day of the year on the summer solstice, this year on June 20th, mm. the start of summer, when the days slowly start to get shorter again. And yeah, so... Relative to the sun, the earth has zero tilt on this day, and the sun can shine directly onto each half of it. Mm. It's how that works. So and weird how that works. I know. Many cultures have celebrated this day over the millennia. Hmm. If you think back to your Stonehenge episode. The Druids. Yes. Yay. This, the, they were one of them. I'm not going to talk about them, though. It always comes full circle. I talked about I know. Salem. You talked about Druids. Like, everything's connected. Everything. It's so weird. Yes. Okay. So I have sort of like a random selection of things. Okay. Based on... It's a potluck, you know? Yeah. Based on what I just ended up doing. It's okay. So first we're going to talk about Ostara. Okay. Who's that? 
that is it's a neo-pagan celebration like oh so it's not a person no well actually kind of okay so it's a neo-pagan slash like wiccan holiday celebrated on the spring equinox and the word astara comes from the old high german form of the old english name i i Googled this early and I forgot what how to say it. Like it's okay. A stare, a, a, a oyster. Oyster. I don't know. Oyster. But this this goddess is. Isn't that so weird? Goddess. This, goddess. This is a Germanic goddess of the dawn oh. and fertility. Okay. And you can the Ostara Germanic word. You can hear that in the German word for Easter is. Oh. Austin, and in English, Easter comes from that word too. Mm. So, yes, on this holiday, it, it's all about new beginnings, rebirth, and moving into warmer weather. It's one of eight Sabbaths or holidays in the pagan wheel of the year. Mm. And some say the celebration comes from ancient pagan traditions practiced by the Celts and the Saxons. But others believe it's a modern invention, so no one really knows. The wheel? No, no, the that like the holiday. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not reinventing the wheel here. No one knows when the wheel was invented. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I was, I'm sorry. I should have clarified. No, no, I was like, oh, I didn't know the wheel was modern. <laughs> I thought they had that for a while. So the wheel of the year is like the pagan spiritual calendar. Got it. Got it. Sorry, right, right, right. I didn't clarify. No, that. it's okay. My theory is that it's a mix of both modern interpretations of like ancient practices. Sure. Kind of thing. For Wiccans and other pagans, Ostara is the day when the Mother Earth goddess, I'm going to... I'm so sorry if I'm offending anyone with any of what I'm about to say for the rest of the episode because I'm not an expert in anything. <laughs> We're storytellers. <But laughs> we are not scholars. Yes. Okay. So the goddess, the Mother Earth, and the Sun God get married. Do they have a baby? I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe. I Maybe mean, that's it's fine. the moon. That's just, that's like, I guess. Oh. I have no idea. Little moon child. Little moon child. Um. Okay, yeah. they get married. Congratulations! But, yeah, and that's we didn't send them a card. No, we did not. But it's the official. So a star is the official end of winter, and it's kind of time to get shit done. Hmm. So, uh, some people like to celebrate alone and work on their personal goals, <laughs> or meditate, <laughs> or plant things like okay vegetables or flowers or I don't in know. winter. No, well, on the winter solstice on March 20th. Oh, so it's okay. okay. You know, I think you can get started. Sure. Other people enjoy gathering in groups and will do activities centered on eggs, like egg hunts, egg painting, and dyeing. And so there's a lot of overlap with Easter, which also has a lot of pagan roots, Mm. besides the Jesus thing. (laughs) And... They'll also set up altars with spring imagery like lambs and eggs and flowers. Every year on Easter, we make a lamb cake. Oh, yeah, my mom does that too. It always looks like it's in pain. <laughs> I always get the butt. <laughs> Do you decorate it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they also eat hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. Represent the cardinal directions. Did you play the, the recorder? Yes. In what was <laughs> Every that? Every fourth third, grader. Third yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was, yeah. That was beautiful. I couldn't do it again. We could do it meowing next time. Tell me about buns. Honestly, like, that's all I had <laughs> okay. for, for that one. <laughs> I don't know. It was very, it was brief. Okay. okay. It's okay. Well, we're going to talk about more interesting things now. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was probably really offensive to someone. Okay. You can edit that out. <laughs> I am very passionate about the recorder. <laughs> um, all right. 
Now we're going to talk about holy. Have you heard of that? Like a holy person? No. Bread? No. Like challah? No. Cheese is holy. Yes, but no. No, then I've not. Holy is a festival celebrated since at least the 4th century in India and Nepal. And it's spread around the world with the Indian diaspora. There's no more different names in different regions. This year, Holi takes place March 28th and 29th and celebrates, you guessed it, the arrival of spring. I actually would not have guessed that. Oh, well, now you know. But I should have because and that's the topic. There, Yeah, that's it. Spring. It's here. We're celebrating and... It also celebrates the triumph of good over evil mm. and eternal love, Aww. which I always support. Yes. And it's a time to make new friends and reconnect with old ones, forgive past disputes, and just love one another. Oh, I which guess. I think is really nice. It is nice. I guess that explains why I've never celebrated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never too late to start. Uh-huh. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, it's next week, right? Oh, it's tomorrow. Um, the 28th and 29th? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. I mean, it's also like a Hindu festival, oh, so. Oh, I don't want to offend anyone. But okay, I cool. Mean, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, different regions of India have their own legends behind how it got started. One story is the Hindu god Krishna mm-hmm. is the god of protection, compassion, tenderness and love and is very popular and well-known in hindu traditions again i'm not an expert on any of this so correct me please if i get something wrong email us at the the insomnia report at at gmail.com and all of this is incredibly simplified we're storytellers it's okay okay so when krishna was born the god krishna a demon oh. poisoned him with her breast milk, and this gave him dark skin. Oh. And as he grew up, he liked the goddess Radha, who's the goddess of love, tenderness, compassion, and devotion. Mm. But he was nervous that she would find him unattractive oh, no. because of this. And But his mom was like, Krishna, go up to her and tell her to color your face however she wants so she he did and she did like she put pigments on him mm. and then they fell deeply in love oh that's a good mom wing woman yes like i feel like there are probably some racial undertones here that i'm not qualified to unpack mm-hmm. but krishna is known as an extremely playful god in like a good way not a mischievous way right or like a bad way and part and holy celebrates the fun of like the coloring between Radha and Krishna, which I'll get into later. Another story involves the king Hiranyakashipu, who had all these special powers. He couldn't die, and oh, that's all, one. Yeah, and all his power went to his head, and he was like, "I'm awesome." Everyone that's what should... happened with the elder wand. Yep. See, it's it's like yeah. history repeating itself. Of course. Yeah. He was like, everyone should worship me. And then when people didn't, he started killing them. <gasps> yeah. And the king's son, Pralada, was like, my dad sucks. I'm going to worship the god Vishnu instead. That's such a, like, emo kid thing to do. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, no. I'm, um, not, I'm not blaming him, but I just, like, imagine a kid being like, dear diary, my dad. I don't know. My dad sucks. I'm worshiping Vishnu. <laughs> <laughs> Vishnu is the preserver and protector of the universe mm. and way cooler than King Hiran Yakashipu. Okay. <laughs> the king found out that his son betrayed him. And inflicted violent punishments on him, but still he remained faithful to Vishnu. And the king decided he was going to kill his son, Pralada, because he was a power-hungry psychopath. Right. Okay. And the king asked his sister, Holika, to help. And they came up with a plan. Holika had a magic cloak that protected her from fire. Wait a minute. That sounds like the... Deathly Hallows. Yeah, maybe J.K. Rowling got some inspo. I don't know. Oh. But she somehow convinced 
Carlotta to sit on a fire with her. Okay. Not sure how she accomplished that, but she thought she would be protected with her magic cloak and Prolata would burn, but because she was evil, the cloak jumped from her to Prolata and protected him instead. Oh. Then Vishnu appeared in the form of a half-human, half-lion and killed the king. Oh. So he kind of had it coming. Right. So people celebrate Holi by lighting a big bonfire called Holika after the king's sister at a crossroads and then they burn an effigy of her. And then the next day, people throw colored powders, paints, and balloons filled with colored water at each other for pure enjoyment. And these traditions also vary by region, as do traditional foods and drinks. People dance, they gift each other sweets, etc. And the fires that are lit represent the bonfire uh, that like burned um, Holika, as well as the triumph of good over evil, since Vishnu is associated with light and the sun, and his role is to return to the earth in troubled times and restore the balance of good and evil. Where are you? I know, right? Sir? (laughs) Come back. No, come Uh, back. (laughs) It's okay. Take your time. uh, I'm sure he's busy. Well, maybe. The colors that people throw at each other have meaning, too. Blue is the color of the gods, who are often portrayed with blue skin. Green represents nature and happiness. Yellow is associated with the merchant caste. And red is the color of life and success. And it's used often for weddings and festivals. Mm. So brides in India traditionally wear red. Now I want to talk about No Ruse, which was celebrated this year on March 20th on the Vernal Equinox. It always takes place on the Vernal Equinox. And it's the Iranian or Persian New Year. Hmm. I've always kind of thought it makes more sense to celebrate the New Year in spring instead of in the winter. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. But I digress. <laughs> um, no Ruse. No means new and Ruse means day. And it marks the beginning of the Iranian solar calendar. 300 million people celebrate it worldwide, and it's been celebrated for over 3,000 years. And, yeah, I've never heard of it before. So, aside from Iran, people in Tajikistan, Russia, Turkey, India, and Iraq also celebrate it. Cool. And this party lasts 13 days. And is rooted in Zoroastrianism, which predates Christianity and Islam. It's like an ancient Persian religion. Oh. Yeah. Um, in 1979, the government in Iran tried to get rid of the holiday, but people were like, nah. And, um, <laughs> None of that. So they did not end up doing that. Okay. Okay. So about three weeks before the holiday starts, people do a deep spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. Which we need to we do. Need to do. <laughs> we desperately, <laughs> desperately. Need to do. We took out the trash. That was a start. We did step one. Hey, baby steps. And they literally and symbolically wash away the dust of the previous year, Aww. symbolizing rebirth and a fresh start. I love that. Me too. All right, let's do it. I need to dust myself off. The Tuesday before Nowruz is called the Eve of Red Wednesday, mm. and people build, um public bonfires and then they jump over them which sounds kind of dangerous yeah especially if it's but i hope it's a small fire me too (laughs) (laughs) and as they jump over them they say give me your beautiful red color and take back my sickly pallor that's a very long sentence for a jump (laughs) so (laughs) give me your (laughs) i know do they pole vault (laughs) i don't know i maybe they say it really fast I don't know, but it's like all about bringing in, bringing themselves fresh life sure. for the new year. Yes. You know, fire, let me absorb you, your energy. Sure. Your spark. Huh? Yeah. Maybe. Your flame. Families put together this thing called a half scene where seven items are laid out in a circle mm. in bowls representing different things. Ooh. So it includes dried fruit for love. Vinegar for wisdom, age, and patience. Coins for prosperity. Some kind of growing grass or plant for rebirth and renewal. Wheat, barley, or lentils. 
this wheat germ pudding called Samanu for wealth and fertility, olives, apples for beauty and health, garlic for medicine and self-care, sumac for the sunrise of a new day, and hyacinths and like other things that people sometimes nice. can like do. Aww. It kind of reminds me of the Passover cedar with the way everything is like laid out around a plate and has different meanings. I don't know if there's any other similarities, but who knows? I like it. Yeah. People visit their family members, including older relatives. They do lots of self-reflection and set intentions for the coming year. I love that. And towards the beginning of the festival, children walk up to houses and bang on pots. And then people <laughs> people put candy in the pot. So it's kind of like Halloween. Children also tend to get money from their parents in fresh banknotes, Ooh. which is the best. And on the last day of the festival, people take the growing grass that they had and they set it free down a moving body of water to represent <laughs> releasing the old and bringing in the new oh okay yeah that's, that's cute yeah you gotta like find a, a flowing body of water what if there's a drought <laughs> like can you not let it go then you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah probably yeah. sorry <laughs> Traditional dishes include herbed rice with white fish and baked eggs with lots of herbs. Yum. Which sounds really good. I was really hungry when I was I'm reading about that. I'm pretty hungry, not going to lie. I got a lot of this info from a Vox article by Caroline Framka. And I just love, like, the positivity. Yeah, it's really positive. This. And, like, all of them. Right. You know, it's like, oh, new starts, rebirth. Yeah. Um, and so I was just, just like, like, I'm going to eat healthy this year or like, I'm going to work out. It's like, take a moment to reflect. Right. And like, figure out what you need to do. Reconnect with old friends that you haven't seen in a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have one more. This one's not in the same league as the others. Okay. I wanted to end on a tradition that I find a bit silly. Okay. Um not trying to shit on the English. The Easter Bunny. God knows we have an endless number of silly traditions ourselves <laughs> in this godforsaken country. But <laughs> this one's called the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. This is not silly. This is... Why do not... <laughs> why do we not have this? And I want you to guess what this entails. I bet it has a bunch of like manly men trying to haul cheese and see who can get it the farthest. You're pretty close, actually. I feel like this was like an old Scottish thing. Mm. that they did like i feel like this was something they essentially did in brave it's like i'm going to throw this cheese to get to your hand in gloucester i i struggle with this because it's spelled gloucester oh that makes sense but in the the town in massachusetts is also gloucester so okay gloucester gloucester anyway gloucester. in gloucester situated between the cotswolds and the forest of dean in the southwest of england Every year on the spring bank holiday, aka the last Monday in May, so a little later than the Vernal like Memorial Day. I have no idea when Memorial Day is. Oh, I think it's the last Monday in May. Then sure, okay, yeah, cool. People risk injury and death to chase a wheel of cheese downhill. I would do that. That's how I would die when I'm ninety-seven. <laughs> Godspeed. I mean. <laughs> I, I hope you can achieve that dream. <laughs> also, have you heard of the Cotswolds in the Forest of Dean? It sounds familiar. The Cotswolds looks like this hilly area that's like protected and they have these traditional cottages. <gasps> oh my god, it's enchanted. It I love it. And the Forest of Dean is one of the last like ancient growth forests in the UK. That makes me sad. But it's like really old. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> And, um, like, a lot of, I think they might have filmed Game of Thrones there. Okay, cool. But, like, it's it's a place where, like, fairy tale stuff is, like, kind of based. Cool. Cooper's Hill is a grassy hill surrounded by thickets of trees and green farm fields. Thickets. Thickets. Not far from the neighborhood of Cooper's Edge, right outside the city of Gloucester. Mm. Population 129,000, give okay. or take a couple hundred. Sure. Okay, here's how it goes. Spectators and participants throng by the hundreds. 
walking past signs that say, quote, cheese rolling is a dangerous activity for both participants and spectators. The cheese roll is not managed. You are strongly advised not to attend. It is especially unsuitable for children. You attend entirely at your own risk. Viewer discretion is advised. Exactly. The event is no longer officially supported by anyone since 2009. Did too many people die by cheese? No, but well, kind of. It's just like because of the huge crowds that it brings, like international crowds, and it's just like really dangerous. So the city was like, we're not officially supporting us anymore oh okay the course is about 200 yards long or 600 feet there's a men's and women's event i think there's multiple events like within the men's and women's and winners have come from countries across the world racers who are often drunk at this point sit at the top of the hill awaiting the launch of the cheese wheel the launch Yes. Okay. Which is an artisanal double Gloucester cheese. It's a semi-hard cheese that's been made in Gloucester for over 500 years. <gasps> wow. It's said to have a buttery taste. I thought you were going to say healing powers. Oh. <laughs> Wait, okay. If is there, only. Is there <laughs> only one wheel that they go after? Um, or do they each get a there's wheel? There's a wheel per race. That's a one lot wheel of cheese. Per race. The cheese is said to have a buttery taste. It weighs about eight pounds. It's about three inches thick and nine inches in diameter. Ooh. And it's in a wooden casing that's decorated with ribbons. Cute. So someone's at the top and they throw the cheese wheel and it gets a one second head start before the racers are off. Their goal is to catch the cheese and or make it to the finish line first. Whoever does that wins the cheese. Oh, they get the cheese. Okay. They get the wheel of the cheese. Okay. But the wheel of cheese can reach 70 miles per hour by the time it reaches the finish line. So, like, people generally don't catch it. (laughs) So, like, people don't catch it usually, but if they make it to the finish line first, they still get the cheese. Nice. But it goes so fast, and it's a safety hazard, and technically, under local laws, it could be considered a missile. Whoa. Um, (laughs) Just in case you're wondering. In 2013, they actually used a fake wheel of cheese because the police warned the cheesemongers who, like, were supplying the cheese that they could be liable for any injuries that occurred. Um, Oh. But they brought the cheese back the next year. But someone still got the real cheese. Oh. But it, it was like they didn't roll that one down. They just like ate it. At, they made a charcuterie board. Yeah, they ate it separately. Okay. This event was canceled in 2009 mm-hmm. and revived by locals in 2010. That was when the city was like, we're not supporting this. Got it. There have been times when the cheese roll did not take place, such as in 2020 due to COVID. Makes sense. In 2001, it was canceled due to foot and mouth disease, which is a cattle, it's a cattle disease because it's kind of like rural. Okay. And I guess that was a problem. And in 2003, the volunteer safety team that usually volunteers at this event was sent to Algeria because they had an earthquake. Oh. So they couldn't do it, but both times they rolled a solitary cheese down the hill just to keep the tradition alive. Oh, I love that. love the image of just like someone standing at the top of the hill rolling a cheese. People do get hurt at these events, as you can imagine. Because everyone died. No one on record has died so far. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Ambulances and paramedics wait at the bottom, and local rugby players volunteer to catch people who lose their balance. Aww. <laughs> I can just picture them like coming in from the side, just like tackling people. <laughs> and they help carry down injured people as well. Aww. This event, the cheese roll, cheese rolling, and wake, which means festival. Mm-hmm. It originally took place the Monday after Pentecost, but it doesn't anymore. And it first appears in records in 1826, but people believe that even at that time, it was already an old tradition. Oh. So it's, no one really knows where it came from. It's super old. Really weird. <laughs> really old. I wonder, um, like, how it originated if, if a cheese went rye or whatever. What's the Rogue. Rogue. Thank you. <laughs> I dropped my cheese. I, dro- <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, people don't really know how it started. Some people believe it had to do with maintaining grazing rights in the area so the winner can graze their cattle there. Hmm. Others believe its origins are pagan in nature. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. To represent the rebirth after winter, pagans rolled bundles of burning brushwood down the hill. And the leader, whoever was leading this, like, brushwood event... 
would scatter sweets at the top of the hill as well as a fertility ritual for a good harvest. The pagans that. could have started it. Yeah. Probably. And at some point they replaced it with cheese. I'm okay with that. A lot of this information came from a book called True Brits, a tour of 21st century Britain in all its bog snorkeling, shin kicking, and cheese rolling glory by J.R. Deichner. Hmm. Um, here are some direct facts from the book. Four adults and four children were zapped by lightning when a sudden thunderstorm interrupted the 1982 cheese roll. However, as soon as the rain cleared, the racing resumed. Did they die? I don't think so. I hope not. I don't know. I hope not, too. One of the boys hit by lightning in 1982 went on to run in the race 10 years later and snap his thigh bone in half, <gasps> winning an 18-inch pin in his leg. Huh. Snapping. I cannot. This I cannot boy has terrible luck. That. Oh, goodness. Yep. I would have given him the cheese, been like, hey, champ, you did well. but <laughs> You deserve this cheese. The cheese chase chaos of 1990 <laughs> notched up some 22 casualties, including a 59-year-old grandmother knocked out by a cheese. Oh, my God. In May 2018, Chris, King of the Hill Anderson, set the male record with 22 wins. Wow. In 2019, Flo Early won the women's competition with her record of four wins in the ladies' race. In 2018, she dislocated her shoulder during it. Ow. I encourage all of you to YouTube this, the oh. Cooper's Hill cheese rolling. That um, wild. Some people kind of try to, like, walk or run down the hill, but most kind of tumble and are, like, somersaulting, and it, they lose control. They're like a snowball, and it looks like they're going to, like, snap Very painful. Neck. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, this is kind of a random one, but, I like yeah, that. that didn't even scratch the surface of spring traditions around the world, because there are so many, because it's a great season. Yes, it is. So. Love it. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I really want to find some of this cheese. Maybe we can find some of it around here somewhere. Hopefully, yeah. I want, to taste I, it. I want cheese. Thank you for that story. Mm -hmm. And thank all of you for listening to episode 24. We appreciate you. Very and much. We would like yeah. to give credit to the artists that have helped us. Our music is composed by Colin Whitlish and music production is by Justin Toom. And cover art is by Erica Chase. Would you like to tell them where to find us? You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to submit a listener report, you can email us at theinsomniareport at gmail.com. We're excited to get started on our first listener report episode. Yay. Coming and soon. Yeah. I think that's it. Cool. Well, I am Margo. And I'm Elizabeth. Tune in next week for another paranormal story. Ooh, spooky ooky. Stay sleepy and spooky, and thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.